0: Thank you for tuning in to part two of my interview with Jared Piccietti, uh on Clockton Working Podcast. In this episode, we're going to get more into uh, what it's like working as a freelancer in the, in the uh, live entertainment industry and what it's like to pursue full-time work working at one of these event spaces. Thank you again for your time and uh, let's get into the interview. Do you feel like so? It's not. This is not an environment where it's this. This is something that's always rehearsed, right? Not like in in theater or maybe even like uh, with other live sets where you can more or less, you know, you have your um, your uh, what's the word? Your um, I guess obscurities or like things that that just pop up that you don't plan or expect. You have those but for the most part you know you know what's what's coming next you know things have an order in sports it's like well there's a bunch of different possibilities that could happen right so do you do you think it's it's stressful for uh um you know, for the camera crew for the tv directors uh to be doing this or is there kind of a thrill in that
1: um yeah there's definitely there definitely is a thrill in it i i don't I think, um, I think it's equally as stressful as theater. I, th- I think the stress from theater is obviously trying to repeat the same show every time. Mm, right. um, whereas in sports production, it- you get, uh, you do get a bit of s- slack where it's understood that you know all this is happening live, and, and even you know even your your crewmates, um. I don't want to say you're all holding each other to a lower standard, but it's understood that it's a moving target. Um, And the, the, the skeleton, I guess, of of every game um, is the same from one to another, but um, yeah, there are just, just some things that uh, just come up. And I, I would definitely say, you know, things, things coming up, occurs more frequently than it does in a, in a well rehearsed theatrical performance and um there's there's an understanding that all you can do at that point is make the best of it um and i'm not saying you know nothing very 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 rarely do things go off the rails entirely but uh you know if we're trying to queue up uh, like um <laughs> a real common one with the windy city bulls is we do um a light look and, and some some camera some fancy camera work when the team comes out to warm up at the beginning and um the dj plays this loop of uh it's jay-z but i think i think it's sampled into another song but it's jay-z singing bring them out bring them out and,
0: know, okay yeah
1: sometimes sometimes if the team doesn't want to come out or they're still talking about things we'll just hold there in that loop for like a minute <laughs> it's agonizing um, and just stuff like that that you gotta deal with and and roll roll, roll with those moments, I guess.
0: Yeah, and that <laughs> I guess in that loop, it's like more of it's becoming less and less of an excited, bring them out, bring them oh, yeah. out, and like it's, and it's <laughs> so anxious, like it's come on, so it's
1: so totally bring them out, bring them out. Such an anti climax to it, <laughs> but. What can you do oh
0: and <laughs> yeah No, nah, seriously and something that might translate from uh, from one medium to the other is that you have stage managers in this uh, in uh, sports production right how does that role differ from a stage manager in theater
1: yeah um, I think a, a lot of it um, falls in line with what i said about um rolling with things uh it's definitely less of a um, less of a disciplined role in live sports because you don't have to produce the same show every night you know for weeks on end or, or however many um and you're also in usually a stage manager for sports production is because um, because it's not a proper theater where they can operate in the darkness, they're, they're very hands off on things and they have to uh, rely on uh, the people on the other end of the, the comms headset to to execute what they're calling. And so so we have uh, like we do have two, and depending on the night, one one to three people running around on the floor for like Windy City Bulls games, getting uh, you know getting the next bit or um, like fan contest ready, um, and, um, and they're 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 the you know they're the legs of the operation, but person person calling is usually stuck in one spot where they can just see everything.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So do you kind of relay um, a couple things from out on out on the floor or wherever the event's happening um, and kind of adjust yeah gotcha okay well um, I think I think I do want to jump back into what we were sort of rounding off the conversation at uh, with regards to um, so we've heard a lot about what you do and you know what you enjoy with your job and things like that. Um, moving back into you know what, maybe what are some things that can be uh, better in terms of full-time employment, in terms of being on uh, you know employee benefit packages and things like that. Um, what are what are some changes would you like to see in regards to that or what are some of your experiences, um, you know, regarding not necessarily having that, as as you were telling me before?
1: Um, you know, this is something I think you talk about very frequently. If you're, you know, on on the grind in, in theater or sports production, um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly in 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 a very large crowd. You know, of people who just get by chaining gigs together, um, without any formal full-time job. Um, as far as, you know, what can be changed? I think, I I think the loyalty that a lot of technicians are, are willing to put into a job needs to be acknowledged and utilized. Maybe, um, I remember, uh, Chelsea, um, who, who we know from, her, we we both know from uh, Metropolis. We we've talked about this and how um, she said that uh, she she wishes theaters would, or any any you know event venue would would invest in a handful of people to do full time um, that could really, poly, you know really refine um what they're doing for that venue technically speaking um and i I think it would be of benefit to them obviously but but also then the venue that they have someone who's not just the person they call in on the weekends to uh you know get through the show but the person who then becomes the expert on everything that happens with you know the, the the technical environment in that space um, I, it's a a big big change to ask. I, I understand, but um, I think the the value in it is is pretty apparent. I mean, I think it um makes itself pretty obvious.
0: Right that that you would have full time staff. Um in the venue that are you know familiar with the space with the technical aspects as you were as you were telling me um do you have there ever been conversations in uh event spaces that you've worked at about the possibility of expanding the uh um you know the workforce workforce
1: um for for me personally, I I, uh, I went after a few full time roles at uh, Harper's PA, uh performing Arts Center um, as they opened up when I when I was still working there, and I also I also know know Chelsea from there um, because she's a technical director um, at that that space, um, Harper College in uh, Palatine Illinois. Um, uh, those jobs went to somebody else. Um, and I, it's it's just really at the uh, at the arena. It's not really even a conversation. I know how to bring up because um, I know how it's going to end 995 percent of the times. Um, I did uh, I did seek more responsibility last summer um, when uh, actually my direct supervisor left and somebody new was coming in and there was kind of a vacuum, um, for a few weeks. And I just talked to, uh, you know, the people ahead of the person that left and just said, you know, Hey, I should be in charge of these things for my department that this person left behind. And they were pretty receptive to that. And that, that negotiation went well, but it's still, left me short of, you know, a full-time job, which it's hard to be, you know, it's, it's hard to be loyal to a place that uh, can't just say, you know, we're going to, you know, whatever, whatever we have going on, as far as events, you know, you're going to have bread on your table that week and we're going to make sure of it, you know, they didn't, if you don't have that, what's, what's your incentive to, you know, put all your chips into, the place that you're working
0: right and i'm just trying to think from their perspective wouldn't you want more reliability accountability with you know the people that you're working with and who you you, uh you make contracts to work with you because you know you're you're a big part in making events happen and you know, and keeping up the integrity of, of the space is very important. So why wouldn't you ha- want to have, you know, consistent personnel and employees that you go to? Um, Absolutely. Is there do you can use? Is there anything that you can see, like from their perspective, why that kind of thing doesn't happen a whole lot? Is 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 money a huge factor? Is it just kind of understandably not enough money to, uh have full-time staff or, uh, do you think that's not necessarily the case? Uh,
1: man, it it is and it isn't, you know, that's how, how, how things usually go with money, right? Um, I, we, we do, I mean, we're, we have some limitations as a, as an events facility because of our size, um, where it's it's hard for us to book. It's hard for us to book big concerts because we can't seat big concerts uh, with our capacity, um, especially in this market. Um, so I I have a rough understanding of our numbers, and there. I I I guess I, I do understand. If I was in charge of that facility and I looked at those numbers, I do understand where the hesitance to go adding full-time staff members is but i also think i I think i mean I, i without without tooting my own horn i i think you're right i i my department i won't take all the credit my department um yeah plays plays a big a big role in putting the show on and um you know the people in admin might do the work up front to get people to buy tickets and come sit down but if there's no if there, you know the show isn't good they don't come back next year um so uh where was i going with that um so like so this this year before the pandemic started we were in we were still in windy city bull season and we had a lot of other events going on and between um probably mid-december 2019 until we shut down in march I was probably the person on site uh, the most just, just Mm -hmm. by, by the hour, you know um, by the numbers. Um, And so I think, I I don't know. I I just think it's a bit ludicrous that you would try to have an event arena without somebody in charge of tech, you know, they're on, on the ground, uh, you know, 40 hours a week
0: right right so
1: oh, let me let me let me add to that I think it's also if you know if, if you ask about what the industry could do different I think I think maybe maybe us technicians also should look at ourselves and ask if we make ourselves too available mm. which um, I think I do I think um, you know everybody I think I think Everybody um, who wants to get ahead certainly makes themselves way too available, mm. and it's not—you know—I think I think it's not fair that you need to deliver more than you're uh, compensated or or respected for just to stay competitive. Um, which maybe, maybe, maybe that's how we got unions.
0: <laughs> yeah. I- yeah, that was actually gonna that was going to lead into my next question. Because me I I kind of feel like right so it's it kind of is a money thing, it kind of isn't um because of the huge role that you know you consistently play and so many freelance technicians consistently play in in making uh quality productions for uh these different um Facilities, organizations that you work for. Right. So it's, it's a little bit of both. And you bring up the unionization um, because I have like a somewhat. Uh, I don't know if it's nuanced idea that I, I feel like that that people who are independent contractors should have some sort of organization going on, um, especially because a lot of those um, I feel like protections aren't there. Um, but in today's world, do you feel like, um, because I, I, having been a freelancer, um, you know, freelance carpenter and sort of overall kind of, um, just like sort of jack of all trades, um, yeah. in, 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 theater, um, you know, being in the union takes, takes a lot of work. You have to, get a lot of credits, um, you know, stay on, on this track. And once you, once you do do that, you do lose a lot of the sort of flexibility and ability to work all the different jobs that you once did as a freelancer. Um, but in return you have a much more competitive wage, health insurance. And, uh, you know, there are some, there are some, uh, I want to say, protections that will um, avoid, where you get to avoid overworking and things of that nature. Um, would unionization ever be like an option for you or are there um, benefits to uh, just being a freelancer? Um, well, I don't want to say just being a freelancer because, I mean, you wear a lot of hats, so are there benefits to you know maintaining that you know,
1: sometimes I feel like just a freelancer, so that's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, uh, no, but I, I didn't want to say it like that, you know.
1: Um. Yeah, I and, I, and again, this is one of those things where it is and it isn't. I, I, I you nailed it. I, I see both sides of it. I, I do. Um, I really like the flexibility that I get. Um, with the arrangement that I have currently, even if it. Uh, you know, even if I burn the candle at both ends some weeks. Um, and then sometimes that's my least favorite thing about it, too, um, that I can, it's just so easy to overextend yourself. Um, and then, like I said, if you, if you want to stay competitive in this industry, then Lord knows you go, you go right ahead and overextend yourself. Um, I, I definitely keep, uh, I keep the idea of trying to get into a union in my pocket. um, And I I use the term trying very specifically because again, you nailed it. There's um, a lot of checks and, and hurdles to jump. I don't want to say hurdles. That sounds, that sounds spiteful, Mm. (laughs) Uh, you know, but a lot of checks and um, boxes to tick off and, 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 uh, let's, let's let's go with red tape there's a lot of red tape to get in and uh it's hard because they're limited in numbers and um so th- th- the joke is always like oh you've, you've thought about uh have thought about joining a union and then somebody says like oh i gotta wait for some of the 60 year olds to die out or something mm. like that. <laughs> Because, because like, like especially like the camera union, like they're, they're, they are they cling to those jobs and and they don't see a lot of uh, uh, fresh blood because nobody no nobody ever leaves the union willingly. So, um, Ooh, willingly yeah, that I sounds
0: mean... sinister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no,
1: no sinister and uh, no 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 mal. Uh, malintent uh, intended um, but um, yeah and there are, I would have a few options if I went that route but but yeah it would be a commitment and I would have to um, yeah forfeit a lot of the flexibility like I don't think like if I I think if I got a full-time job doing you know, a non-union full-time job doing anything similar to av and like i'm, I'm looking around right now like on, on indeed i've looked at like multimedia multimedia such and such and some some it roles and stuff like that like, i think if i did that i could still manage like my um my sound design residency with like the the high school which is really important to me because that works really fulfilling and mm-hmm. i enjoy having an avenue back in the theater. Um, I think if I was gigging um, professionally, you know, full time with a union, I, as as I understand, I wouldn't have uh, that level of, of uh, control over my, my whereabouts, I guess. Um, so that, I think that's, to put it, to put it in a, in a fortune cookie, I think, I think that right there is my, my biggest um
0: reservation about it Mm -hmm. yeah and then the way it was described to me it's like if you're a uh and uh i'm starting to forget the terms because i've just been out of the loop for a little bit um (laughs) there's some buzzwords. let me help you (laughs) but if you're a um if you're a a master electrician, or you're you're uh, um, you're you're, um, you're assigned to be an electrician, you know during the show, and there's a a a power cable that um, comes undone, right? You it's something like you're the only one who's able to actually touch it. Like none of the other actors yeah. can do it. A stage manager can't do it, and that's per uh, that's per the union,
1: per the union union agreement with that venue, right? Um, and so so there are some of those rules that that govern the now arena as well, because because we are a union household. And so what what that really means is that on on like concert days specifically, um, shows where like basically shows where they're like semi trucks of equipment coming in, that all needs to be handled by the union. And um, yet the, the show pays union fees because um, the union um, is, you know, presents themselves as the authority on setting up a concert at the Mm -hmm. arena. And that's not to say that they aren't, but that's, that's the agreement that, you know, they are the ones who can hook up the sound rig and, uh, drop the the, the the dimmer beach for all the lighting safely and, and hook it up to um, house power. And so like I can't I can't uh, even even in my position, um, with the house as a house technician, um, I can't do anything uh, with electricity over sixty amps. So like uh, cam locks, I can't touch those because we're a union house. So. Yeah, so and and so and on, and it gets more uh, a little more complicated with yeah, just just other power in general on days when Union is present because it kind of becomes this thing like, well, is it your contract or is it something I can just do? And 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 I'm not I'm not griping, but that's those are the mm-hmm. rules. And and sometimes sometimes it's nice, sometimes it makes me want to pull my hair out. <laughs> because because that's it's all it's all stuff that i'm fully capable mm. of doing right uh you know nine times out of ten and and i am I just have to say to my boss like mm, it should be union shouldn't it right <laughs> and...
0: yeah i see yeah so i
1: yeah but no yeah so like yeah if it was exactly if it was a if it was a theatrical performance and, and there was a light unplugged I'm, I'm i'm sure you're right i'm sure there would be um there would and be eyebrows, eyebrows raised if somebody other than a union technician you know re- recable the light
0: and is that is that IATSE? Uh, is that the union for uh for all the kinds yeah, of we... okay
1: yeah we are IATSE. i believe local too okay um and that's just general stagehands, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, there's a different one for, for camera operators. And um, I think different one for, for video switchers and, and all, all sorts of specialties. But, um, yeah, the, the one I deal with the most um, on a show day is IOTC Local 2.
0: Right. And that's the union that represents like stage hands. Um and I also do think you see the yeah, definitely like the Ayatsi logo at the end of most like uh major motion pictures. So um yeah, true, yeah. I would suppose that would cover like uh, maybe cameraman or or maybe they have something separate. Um not sure. Um but yeah, no, that's that's some interesting insight because I didn't know that uh, that the arena was was in Union House, uh, but they don't necessarily have all Union um, staff. Um, Correct. Yeah. Okay. So more so for the uh, for the concerts or um, or shows that require equipment with certain specifications, it, does that sound right?
1: Yeah, I I think the. The uh, the line in the sand that was quoted to me is if the production is renting equipment, so like I can I can set up like when we have like bull riding every year, I can set that up because bull riding owns all their equipment. But then, yeah, like a concert um i can't even think of I, I can't think of anybody we've had recently that anybody recognized but mm-hmm. when a concert shows up and they yeah and they rent um yeah they rent three truckloads of gear from upstaging um in chicago or wherever wherever they're headquartered um yeah i think i think union has to handle those handle that equipment as a, a liability coverage don't, don't quote me on that but that's that that gets us in the ballpark i think
0: gotcha gotcha yeah no that's is interesting um it's some good insight that for um for listeners um if you could ideally um i guess well maybe we we have covered this before but like i I like to be somewhat of an idealist sometimes like i i think as You know, I was sort of alluding to before, like I feel like, um, you know, people who are uh, independent contractors or freelancers, you know, should have a certain level of protection because as you said, nine times out of 10, you can do the required job that needs to be done. The only difference is, uh, you know, union, -union. non-union. And that's not to say, So, like, I've also worked for a place called Chicago Stagehand. Have you ever heard of it?
1: I have, yeah. Um, One of my technicians also moonlights with them, I think.
0: Yeah, so I never got to work events because they would do, like, McCormick Place events or, like, convention center, casino setup type stuff. I only ever worked at their warehouse. It was in McCook, Illinois, and at the time, um, well, I, I didn't drive, um, but at the at the time, I would, it, it, the shift was like seven to four thirty, and so to get out there, I'd have to leave the house at five, and take uh, two trains and a bus, right? So, um, <laughs> just to get there. And, uh, their thing was, is that they were a, a non-union, uh, I don't want to say company. And so, um, I I was told at some point, you know, I was, I was just several gigs. So I was working Chicago Stagehand, but also, um, you know, still doing gigs. And I was told by someone to probably not mention to other people that I worked for Chicago Stagehand because there is a, um, there's a sort of um level of apathy for like people who are non-union i guess doing that kind of work right because uh because it would be cheaper to hire somebody um so they're right
1: so they're 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 upset that they're they're horning in on stagehand work with with non-union workers
0: yeah right right exactly um so there's there's that element to it but i don't feel that um people who aren't unions should be completely unprotected in terms of um, job security or even health benefits I mean this was this past year because of the pandemic um, this was the first time that unemployment was available to people that who are uh, independent contractors I believe that's correct um and but the whole system was uh, just completely out of whack in terms of how to apply right. for it. And, um, you know, was it working online? Cause it was a totally different, um, set of, set of, uh, I guess like sort of factors that go into right. your eligibility. Yeah. It's a, a,
1: a bunch of people who up until then have been operating basically off the grid. Right. As far right. As, uh, you know, Illinois employment hive mind goes,
0: right which is yeah. which is kind of weird though because i mean we, we we still pay taxes we still fill out tax mm-hmm. forms every yeah. every gig that we work um uh, <laughs> they're different they're not uh what were they, were they w uh w 1099, 1099.
1: W- you, fill you, you fill out a uh, w9 and then your your taxes come in on a 1099 right I I should know but I'm pretty sure that's it.
0: Oh, I yeah, I should know too and I'm just <laughs> I'm just it my memory fails me, but you know, we we still pay into and all that good stuff, you yeah, know. It's,
1: it's not like it's not like the work we're doing is any less strenuous. Right. Yeah, or 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 like it or like it would change in nature at all if the company uh Formally employed that person, you know, as as a part time or, or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I hear you. And, go ahead. Oh, well, I was actually well, I was going to lead in. Did you ever have to apply for, um, any sort of assistance with the, um, with being furloughed and? Uh,
1: yeah, I did. Um, I so I I was still, and I have to I have to. Go look at it now. Um, I was collecting a stipend from the arena for um, answering calls and emails. And then that was discontinued a few weeks ago. So now I now I have no income and I need to um, go in and, and recertify, I guess. Um, yeah, I... But yeah, I was not 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 thrilled to be in this position, but uh yeah, my my employment uh you know it was was affected by the pandemic. It was it it, it checks that box. Um yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no I, I I hear you. Um yeah and I just I just feel because of that there should be more um I feel like so, we, we we just kind of going into more of my radical ideas. I feel like we just need more reform in and how we um, and how we address workers benefits, workers rights. I mean, there's so many things that have come up because of this you know, epidemic, you know, working from home. Is that cheers, possible cheers, more? Cheers. Cheers to
1: that, man. I, <laughs> I won't I won't tell you to be less radical. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know, uh, I don't, I don't know what's, what's possible. I don't know. I don't know what's possible right now though. Yeah. Um, Of course. But no, I, I I agree. And I think it's, I, I think I, uh, I bear testament to myself, I think, um, you know, in, in my own life that I, I don't, I don't think it's right that somebody who even in the best of times, you know, put in. As much work into an industry as I do, and still am kind of only being strung along. So I think, uh, I, yeah, I, I think, I think let's let's radicalize. You know, we need to we need to get what our labor is worth here.
0: <laughs> Definitely, yeah, yeah. There's there's you know there's issues you know being posed now with, you know, working from home and. You know, all all the kids having school from home. um, Child care is a big one now because, you know, you have the kids and children in the house or maybe you don't. Maybe you have one at work, the other having to um, have school from home. And so, you know, there's just kind of all these things that are unprecedented now. Um,
1: We're just in the last what has it been eight eight nine months now we've just we've really we've really uh shined light through you know just, just all the holes that i think are in the fabric of our society right now and i think um even when we come out of this i think we would all do well as middle you know as 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 not upper class citizens i think we would all do well to keep those in mind and and um Hold the, uh, hold, the powers that be accountable for making them better. You know, I and mean, that's 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 not you no know, event workers, of course, but r- really every every other industry, because I don't think any of them has been not negatively impacted by this. You know.
0: Yeah, and. And as we're sort of coming to the end here, I kind of wanted to take on on this. I was watching a video on Instagram and uh, this was this was, I think, from the BBC, some some news organization. And uh, there was this, this lady who's a flight attendant um, uh, for some commercial airliner. And she was just talking about how, you know, this was something she wanted to do all her life, be a flight attendant, you know, travel the world um, you know, greet people from all different kinds of places. And, uh, the video was shot during her very last flight. And so it was very tearful, very emotional. And, um, you know, you kind of left feeling, you know, that this was someone who cared very much about, you know, what she did and, and, uh, the other people in this industry that were also being affected. And, uh, as I also often do, I was you know going through the comments, seeing what different people's perspectives were, and somebody uh, had the comment was just kind of like, meh, find another job, or meh, you know, um, uh, you'll know, find something else to do." Um, and I, c- <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And from from a practical sense, it's like we understand why certain industries are affected more than others. And from a practical sense, you know, it, it kind of, with the, you know, the industries like the airlines or industries like live events and theater, we understand why there's an issue with um, why we can't kind of sort of do these things at the capacity that they were once done before. Um, but also there needs to be a level of not only like empathy for like what that person did and the work and dedication, but the fact that the job exists means that there was a a need for it in the first place. Um, so yeah, just was wondering your perspective on that.
1: I, I think my, I think it very much lines up with yours. Um, think it's worth adding that that job will exist again someday right um <laughs> though it though it might seem hard to believe right now and i just think like what what an awful thing to say and what a what a place of privilege that must be coming from to just throw up your hands and tell somebody you know get another job and that's honestly something i stomach okay because i've only been doing this this for <laughs> trying trying not to swear i've only been doing this for you know i'm young i've been doing this professionally for like five years and like i don't have all my chips on it but god i got if it, it five good. ten fifteen years later and somebody told me i got another job i would be throwing hands <laughs> yeah I, that's so that's so narrow minded I think and um, no yeah I mean I your 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 the the value in the the I think that the value of these people in these positions that don't exist anymore should not be viewed differently just because the positions are you know in suspended animation right now. Um, but how you how you realize that, yeah? How you yeah. how you actualize that? How you maintain their value through this? Um, I'm not. Well, we should we should we should pass some more uh, relief. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. um, that would be the answer. But if if that's not happening, then I don't know what the answer is
0: yeah um relief is definitely like something that's that's needed and it should it not, should not it shouldn't be a question. I mean it, it shouldn't and it's not coming as a result of um political reasons mm-hmm. and uh, it's causing it's costing um, it's it's costing people in a lot of ways, you know every day that, um that this is let's, not addressed
1: let's, let's say it it's it's costing some people their lives
0: right yeah their lives their livelihoods mm-hmm. their assets their security yeah. um yeah it's it's a very big thing and i think one of the last things i do want to say about that that comment about that situation is that you know what in some way that that person probably didn't me- mean it's uh it's funny she probably she definitely has transferable skills in all those years, you know, doing what she did. Right. You know, there's 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 more than one ways in which um you know, what someone does, what someone calls their livelihood impacts somebody. And the powerful thing about that is is how it can be applied in different ways. So yeah, I mean, funnily enough, like I don't know, like like you're saying, uh we definitely do need to get more support for people, especially financially. Um, but these positions will exist again, and the things that have made people, you know, who they are and what they hold proudly in their work and their work will still persist, you know? Right. Um and
1: yeah, and so and so what's what are we? What are we supposed to do for airline travel mm-hmm. when we have a vaccine and we get to go back to uh, "quote unquote" normal? And uh, you know, all your all your flight attendants have gone down to their job. jobs. Like, what, what do we do then? Right.
0: Right. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. And I, I wasn't I wasn't on that wavelength. Yeah, but what if what if that had what if that had happened? You know, there's something about. Yeah, you know, everything everything that exists, you know, is of value to somebody. You know, um, yeah, because it's it's someone's livelihood, right? Um, and you know, I, and, one of the reasons, and not, and not yeah. to get
1: not to get too Marxist here, but it's someone's livelihood, and somebody's making a huge profit off of their livelihood too, <laughs> which which should be should should be the incentive to keep people in their jobs from uh you know a a fat cat perspective but
0: yeah it it is it is and that's why you know it's just uh it's it's so important to you know not to uh you know learn um well i guess how to make the best of of some situations because you know the people people at the top of everything you know they've it's just interesting how it's just, they're just not very often affected and it's because they make money in a different way that the working class does. Definitely. And yeah. So it would behoove us, you know, to take back some of that power, learn to invest and, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's a difficult situation. Um, and people should definitely have more decency as well. You know, we, we would see a lot more financial support. Um, and, uh, I did want to say that, you know, in my decision to, uh, interview you for the podcast, um, and given your background in theater and in sports, it, um, as we were talking, it made me think of something I heard on, uh, um, uh, White Sox broadcast one time, one of the commentators, he was talking about how, uh, you know, the, because of the pandemic, um, there are a, a lot of student interns um, not able to practice their craft of either doing sports journalism or doing, uh, you know, learning like TV direction, things of that nature. And I mean, I know from being in this position two years ago, um, you know, there was no summer stock this summer. You know, no like internships provided. A lot of people who have devoted, you know, time and money into going into live entertainment, you know, all of a sudden can't do that. And that's a very, um, that's a very just head spinning, just world changing revelation to come to. But these industries will exist because for a large part, Um, A lot of the things that we enjoy in our free time come as a result of people like you, um, you know, who who work these events, you know, every time we see something on Hulu or Netflix or Disney Plus, you know, you all, are you know, some of the workers that bring that stuff together. So that work is always going to be valued when we have an opportunity to um, return to that. So I think in talking with you and learning, um, you know, everything that I learned and everything that these listeners will learn, uh, from our conversation is going to be a bright light for like a lot of people. So I want to thank you for that.
1: Oh man. I hope so. Yeah. I hope, uh, hope anything I've said can, uh, give some, give some heart to somebody who listens. Um, so yeah thank you it's those are very all very kind words and uh yeah i i hope uh i'm not i'm not i'm worried yeah you know, I'm, I'm worried about um those people you mentioned who don't get to right. you know, refine their craft but i think i think on the other side of this i i i know not to not to be cliche but i know i i, I know i know the show will go on and you know if if <laughs> if uh, if companies, you know, if theater companies have to hire somebody who didn't finish their, you know, senior year, of whatever you call them, uh, you know, I, I I think I think that's where we'll be, and um, I think I, I think that'll actually uh, benefit the art to have people that had a different experience with it and and um need to grapple with that so i'm not i'm not worried about that part of it um and i think i hope everybody who is passionate about the 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 discipline um sports writing you know uh, stage handing whatever it might be um I, i hope i hope hope i get to see them all on the other side of this
0: that wraps up this first edition of the Clocked In podcast. Uh, my very first one with uh, with Jared. And uh, thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, certainly. This was a ton of fun, Andre. Thanks for having me. And um, I'm uh, very, uh, very honored to be the first guest. Thanks again.